Listen, I've, I've, I've preached a message over the last few weeks called A Child is Born. And I told the team this morning that I wasn't going to preach long. They laughed. Um, I really don't plan on keeping you here long. Because I, I believe I've exhausted this one term. And that is where the Bible says that unto us a child is given. Unto us a, unto us a child is born. And unto us a son is given. And I have spent... Uh, over a decade now trying to teach sonship to people and the one thing that hurts me and I mean hurts me to my core is to see church people just go to church because they don't really understand what they're missing they're missing an opportunity to become sons they're missing an opportunity uh, to step into a place with God that they didn't know existed and and what we've done is we've taken denominations and we've split up personalities and I'm this way so I'm gonna go to this kind of church or I'm like this I'm gonna go to that kind of church or or I'm just exuberant so I'm gonna go to this kind of church well the truth is none of those things really matter to God what matters to God is the pureness of your heart and what he wants is for you to come to him and understand that he cares about you where you are so I just want to say a couple things this morning and then I want to get you into your Christmas into your Christmas uh, vacation because the truth is Christmas is like uh, Thanksgiving and you're gonna have you're gonna have time with your family and everybody got that one family member right y'all quiet everybody got that one crazy family member and uh, and if you don't if you say you don't you it and uh, you, you the guy everybody looking at and hoping they, oh, I hope he don't show up. If he keep feeding him, maybe he'll be quiet, you know, that kind of thing. But I want to read a couple scriptures. So you go to Galatians 4. Go to Galatians chapter 4, verse 4. Galatians 4 and 4. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth the Son made of a woman, made under the law that's important we don't have time to deal with that but that's important he's made under the law to redeem them that were under the law that we might receive the adoption say adoption of sons because you are sons God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts crying Abba Father stop right there there's plenty more here that I want to talk about but that is the most important because the Bible says that God sent forth his spirit into you now, this is when you accept Jesus, this is something that starts to take place. God's desire is that His Spirit wake you up to the fact that He wants you to come to Him like Jesus did. That He wants you to come to Him like you are a son. Not, not just, you know, I've had people at my house, um, my, my house, we have almost an open door policy, it seems. Um, there are people at my house all the time. And they're all comfortable. They're, they can just do anything they want. Well, not anything they want, but they, they make themselves at home. But even on that level, they don't have the freedom uh, to just go and do what my children do, to go into rooms my children can go into, uh, to just, you know, just, you know, you take your son, my children, especially those that understand it, and I can take my, I can take my pistol off my belt and say, go put this up for me. And because we've trained them in how to handle firearms, so I don't have a problem with that. Now, if Tyler's there, Tyler may come running through blasting. I don't know. So, so Tyler can't go put daddy's gun up. But it's just an issue. I'm kidding. He wouldn't do that. He ain't tall enough. He'd hit me in the knees anyway. He'd be fine. <laughs> I'm playing. But I apologize. You see that look? I'm going to get that all day now. Um, 
But what, what happens is, is when you become a son, the kingdom opens up to you. Now, most Christians don't understand how the kingdom opens up to you. We tend to think that fiery church and laying hands on people, and those things are great, and I love flowing in the gifts, but that's not the kingdom opening up to you. That's you touching a little bit of it. When the kingdom, when the kingdom opens up to you, your eyes change. When, when the kingdom opens up to you, you see things in a different manner. You realize that he cares about you so much that he gave you opportunities, options, and access to things that can change you. April says in the team meeting this morning, she said, you know, we can't change any of you, which is true. We can't change anybody. And then she follows it with these words, but the Holy Spirit can change all of you, which is what we all need. I, I know we're all, all holy and righteous and praise the Lord, it's Christmas and where's the baby Jesus this morning. But the truth is, we all have something inside of us that needs changed. Right? Y'all quiet this morning. But I, I need you to understand this. I need you to understand that what God's desire is is for you to be able to come to him. Now, you, you might be saying, when's he gonna start preaching? I've been doing that 10 minutes now. Because what he needs, you, you don't think of God as needing anything, but please hear this. What he needs is you. Because you are, Jesus was the word made flesh, but I wanna throw a little something at you. When you read the Bible, you will see a lot of where Jesus said the son of man came. The Son of Man did this, the Son of Man did that, the Son of Man, Son of Man, Son of Man. What he's saying there is I came to be like you. So when I die, you can be like me. So he never called himself the Son of God until he was pressured and he had to because he couldn't deny his father. But every teaching moment he had, he said, I'm Son of Man, the Son of Man was sent. Which means he did everything he wants you to be able to do. He was the litmus test. He was, he, was the, he was everything wrapped up into one that he wants you to be. And when he went to heaven for you, he left everything here. Everything in him bled out so you can be him here. Does that make sense to you? He doesn't just need you to go to church and give, and, and, and I'm going to give $20, I'm going to pay my tithes, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clap when they say clap, I'm going to sing. No, no, he needs you to wake up on Tuesday when you're mad at somebody still be him now don't go shouting like you can do that because that's not easy because the truth is, is we don't meet each other here we meet the church people here you know, who you are is when pressure's put on what's inside of you when, when pressure's put on what squeezes out of you that's who you are and those are the things that you have to deal with and those are the things that you have to recognize and see so I, can, I see people when I say things that aren't quite in their realm of how they think things should be, like a few weeks ago, I was talking about the, the, uh, the, the nativity scene and how if you come in my house, you find the nativity scene and, and if I see that April's put the wise men near the, near the manger, them bad boys were getting moved to the den because that ain't biblically correct. They weren't there, y'all. Just saying. They were traveling at that time. But then when I say that, people get tight because it goes against what they've always heard. When you become a son, you begin to hear things that not everybody's heard. You're intimate now. See, Cameron, and, and, and Cameron as a son of mine, knows things that I'll talk to him about as my son that we need to maybe do, change, adjust, or, or whatever that I don't talk publicly about. 
because he's my son. And that's exactly how God is. God has an absolute desire for you to step closer to him. And it's not in exuberance. It's not in volume. It's all in your heart. Now, I want your heart to be full and big. But it's got to be full and big of him, not religion. Relationship is the key. Relationship is what he's asking for. The whole point of, and as we go into this baby dedication, you're going to see these wonderfully beautiful, tender children. And when you think about there was a child just like that that was sent for one reason, and that's to die. One reason, one reason only, and that's to die. That's what we've been taught. But that's not true. Yes, the end result was for him to die. But the the middle result was for him to teach you how to walk like God wants you to walk. And that means, this is what I love about Jesus. You know, Jesus would get frustrated. Y'all know that? Jesus would be like, how long I got to put up with you bunch of morons? And then he'd disappear for a week. Because he got to go pray. And if Jesus got to go pray, some of y'all need to go pray. Hallelujah. But, the, but, but what he was saying was, I understand the frustration of this life. I understand what it's like to be hurt. People say, well, you know, it's just, it's just unique. My pain, people don't understand. You know what? People may not understand, but Jesus does. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah that there was no beauty left in him. What that means is, is when he went to the cross, as he was moving toward the cross, that every sin, sickness, disease, and perversion was crawling onto his body. So that means not only was he beaten by man, not only did he have a crown of thorns, not only was he about to be crucified, but, but polio, tumors, AIDS, homosexuality, murder, all of these things were coming on to him. He died as those things. You understand that when the Bible says there's no beauty left in him, if God can't find nothing beautiful about you, there ain't nothing beautiful about you. And he said about Jesus, there was no beauty left in him. And he said those words so he could say about you, they're wonderful. So God doesn't look at you with the eye of judgment that you think he's looking at you with. He looks at you with the eye of his son and all he wants to see is his son active. That's it. Is this making sense to you this morning? Because what Jesus did, Jesus showed you. He went to people. When people were healed, he would say, don't go tell nobody. Because he wasn't looking for glory. He was just looking for results. When Jesus said or did things, he he never did things from a place of anger, except for when things were going against what his father said. The only time that you see where Jesus flipped over tables, and by the way, some of you who think it should be kumbaya all the time, that is still an option in the Bible. Some of y'all need to take some authority in your house and flip some things over and get some things straight and say, I'm not going to live this way anymore. And Jesus decided that at this point, we got to fix some stuff because my father's house should be a house of prayer. And when you get that passionate about what God's called you to, see, I'm a firm believer that the only thing I think bothers God is us not seeing our own value in Him. Because it was bought with a price that you cannot put numbers on. See, we we tend to think as church people that we know what church should be about. I contend to say, I don't think we've even tapped, I I don't think we've gone into the depth of how real powerful this thing can be. 
Because the truth is this. The truth is Jesus set you apart by his blood for you to do amazing things. But it's just not about what you do. It's about what you do in him. A lot of people do a lot of great things, but it's not in him. A lot of people give a lot of money, but it's not in Him. A lot, a lot of people build a lot of things, but it's not in Him. But something about moving into your sonship, are y'all with me? Is everybody with me? Something about moving into your sonship changes things. People ask me all the time, why, why do you love Canaan Land? Why do you want to build the Becoming Center? Why do you love these guys? Because they're worth it. Somebody died for them. Somebody died for them to be able to know who they are. And I'll be honest with you, I would rather take somebody who's had some mess in their life and had to, had to wake up and say, I need to get this fixed, than the holy person that's shouting all week long, but you can't trust them. Oh, see, you missed a good point to point at somebody and say, that's right. <laughs> because the truth is, none of you are perfect. Amen. Oh, see, come on now. Are you perfect? <laughs> Y'all scared, they scared to answer, Blake. I'm not perfect. April's not perfect. Praise team's not perfect. Team's not perfect. Church is not perfect. But how wonderful it is to have a God that uses imperfection to do something perfectly well. See, He doesn't love you because you're lovable. He loves you because He's lovely. He doesn't love you, listen, He doesn't love you because you deserve it because you don't. He loves you because He loves Jesus. Jesus is on you and he sees that and he loves that you accepted that see everything's in acceptance if I have if I pulled out a hundred dollar bill right now and I said this is this belongs to the first person that will accept it y'all be fighting each other to get up here actually half of you wouldn't move because you don't have enough trust to believe somebody will give you that money and that's the truth now, we ain't doing that, so don't get your sneakers on. I got 10 kids by Christmas for. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> but if you can accept, oh, please listen to this part. If you can accept that God is not angry with you, the only thing is he wants to see you be what he created you for. That's it. And, and as a dad, that's all I want. I, I want to see my children be the best that they've been created to be. So let me, let me wrap up here because I promised you I was not going to preach more than 15 minutes and I'm trying hard to stick to that. For unto us a child was born. Let's go back to the first message. For unto us a child was born, which means because of being born into this earth, the Son of Man was born into this earth, and he had flesh, so he had to have a flesh relationship. A son was given or sown, which means that because something is sown, that means there can be growth out of it that you can't even comprehend. You can, you can, sow, uh, you can take a, a kernel of corn and put it in the ground and watch it grow, but you don't know the ins and outs of why. But yet as Christians, we're always trying to figure out the ins and outs. God didn't ask you to figure it out. He asked you to trust Him. Just trust Him. So He's called you to a place that you can be a son and that you can do this, that you can be joint heirs with Christ, heirs with God, and what God said Jesus can have, now because of the blood you can have. Isn't that awesome? Why would you sit at home and complain 
about nobody loving you when you can go to XYZ's house and the whole family waiting on you to show up. But yet we do that every day. You know, I love having conversations with people and in, in, in those conversations, revelations come out. And this is, this is something that, that, that I want people to understand. Jesus needs you to finish what he started. Listen, the work is finished. Jesus was on the cross and he said, it is finished. What was finished? What was finished was the ability to now give you his ability. Just because he said it's finished doesn't mean that you get to sit down, throw your feet up and say, eh, I'm not called to it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I ain't never heard anybody be called to bathe. Y'all bathe, don't you? I mean, are, they, are we literally that spiritual? But I tell you what we're called to. You're called to people to love them where they are with everything you have in you. And, and I'm going to tell you something. There are difficult people in your life. You got to love them too. And I've learned that you got to love people through Christ because sometimes you can't do it in your own brain. There are some, <laughs> there are some people you can find every problem why you can't love them. But yes, something inside of you. When you're really praying, and I'm trying to land this plane right here. When you're really, really, really praying, you're not really praying until you get past you. See, I've come in this church, and this is my last point, and I promise we'll be done. When I've, I've come in this church before, and I've been so upset at situations and people and things not doing me right, and, and, and somebody saying this and doing that and just trying to destroy my character, and I'll walk around this church, and I'm praying, and I'm stomping, and I'm t- telling God just how bad it is, and somewhere around 45 minutes, I'll break, and then tears will start flowing. And I start saying things like, but God, I just don't know what they're going through. Lord, help them. I don't even, it doesn't matter why they would say it, but Lord, whatever would cause that. And see, pride doesn't want to do that. But somewhere, when you break into your sonship, you realize that's how Jesus sees them. Jesus sees them broken and they need to be healed. Jesus sees them as something that this word can fix. Jesus sees them as something that he paid a price for them to be whole. And I told y'all this before, and I'm going to say it again. I was talking to a minister of the gospel not too long ago who, who really took issue with the fact that I believe in wholeness. And he wasn't rude to me at all, but he just felt like people should stay broken. Which why would there be a cross if that was the case? And, and although we didn't argue and, and I didn't say anything, we just have different views of the Bible. But the truth is, if you pull all the denominational background out, if you just read the words, the word says that he was wounded and bruised for what you're doing so you don't have to live with the ramifications of it and you don't have to spend an eternity in hell over it. To me, that's somebody that loves you and doesn't want you broken. I do not see, I, and I, this, this is a strong word, but I'm going to say it. I don't believe that God wants you broken because if, if God wants you broken, he's an abuser. And I don't believe my God's an abuser. I don't, I don't believe he's an abuser. I, I, believe he, I honestly believe the reason there'll be no more tears in heaven when we get there is because he sees tears now. He has tears now because we're not accomplishing what he's called us to. And what you don't know is you may be the very gift and anointing that changes somebody's life, but you're so focused on you, you can't see it. So let's fix that today, amen? Just bow your heads right where you are.
No, but we're, we're not. We still got a baby dedication, so we're not going to move. But just bow your heads right where you are. Let me pray for you. But while your while your heads are bowed, with nobody looking around, if you're in this place and you say, Pastor Allen, I need Jesus. I just need Jesus. Nobody's going to judge you or call you out. Nobody's going to embarrass you. But you say, I, I, I don't want to see God as an abuser. I want this help that you're talking about. I want to become a son. Well, it starts with salvation. And if you say, Father, I need Jesus, and that's you, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hands up, put it right back down. One, two, three, all across this place. All right, you can put it right back down. I see hands. You can put it right back down. Hands are going up, church. People are getting saved today. One more second. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, just lift your hand up, put it right back down. Amen. Every head bowed. Church, I want you to pray with me. Those of you who lifted your hands, I want you to say this out loud with me. Like I said, nobody's going to embarrass you. This is between you and the Lord. We're just encouraging you together. Church, say this. Say, Father, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I'm a sinner, but I accept that Jesus died for my sins. And from this point forward, I am saved. I am saved. Come on, say it. I am saved. Jesus is in my heart. I am bound for heaven. And I'll have heaven on earth. Father, thank you for sending the free gift of Jesus to me. In Jesus' name, amen. People got saved today, church. That's what we're here for. All right, well, let's do this. Let's, let's just, just hang tight where you are.